Oh man, Will, did you see that smack at the Oscars on Sunday night? Will Smith, I, Chris Rock? Yeah, I have gotten a chance to watch it for multiple times, edited and unedited. Pretty harsh. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Will Smith? I mean, he won though, so, and then gave a speech afterwards, so we'll yeah, see what this I, does for comedy shows moving forward. Yeah, he got his cred back. For winning? Street cred. Street cred? I mean, yeah. Fresh Prince is back. Yeah. Well, no fighting between us today on Safety Stock. We have a big episode ahead as we have our first ever guest. Let's cue that music in the background for a little introduction here. According to her Medium account, she's a self-described supply chain geek and goes by the nickname Choo Choo for her love of trains. She was the VP of Honestly Everything at Lola, then joined Cabinet Health, and now heads supply chain at Twin Health. She's a lover of U.S. presidents. Let's welcome Stacy Corona to the show. <laughs> That's an amazing intro. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I love it. So, Stacy, I think the first question that we have to ask you is, who's your favorite president? That's a loaded one. My, my favorite, actually, it's an easy answer, but I have a lot that I'm, I'm intrigued by. Uh, it's Lincoln, of course, hands down. Gotcha. And is there any specific funny attribute about Abraham Lincoln that some people may not know that you think is pretty cool? Um, I One thing I really admire about him is he really led, uh, he was sort of self-deprecating in a way that made him feel approachable by folks. And I, I thought that was really interesting how he really led with humor and acknowledged like his faults physically and, you know, intellectually. And, and that was something that folks really adjusted to and were able to respond to. Do you use any Abraham Lincoln virtues in your role in supply chain? I, I definitely think about him a lot. One of my favorite sort of principles that I, I learned for him is, is that book, Team of Rivals by Doris Kearns Goodwin and, and, and sort of how he packed uh, his staff with folks that you wouldn't have thought there were rivals in terms of political parties. And I think it's important for you to align your, yourself with individuals who challenge you uh, in different ways. And so that's something that I think about often. What led you to enter the field of, of ops and supply chain? Uh, I actually started my career in urban planning, and it, it was a field that I, I chose to get into. I was an urban planner in San Diego, and I was working on transportation projects, primarily toll roads across the U.S.-Mexico border. And a lot of that was uh, focused on trade. You know, how do you enhance distribution across the border? And it was it was 3PL. It was all logistical related. And I had a really cool boss who told me, don't start your career in the public sector go to the private sector and come back if you still have an interest and you'll do more good. So I, I really followed her advice and left to go work for Target. And I joined as a warehouse manager group leader for in their Southern California market. And in my second role uh, was put into a really awesome regional transportation role. And that was the start of it all. You know, I, I think from there, it, it changed my direction and course and interest evolved. Uh, but I'm, I'm a true supply chain nerd. When you say it started your course on transportation, is that how you got the nickname Choo Choo? And your love for trains? <laughs> nickname Choo Choo. <laughs> Besides the fact that I have a geeky passion for train and, and the history and, and how it developed the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. You know, especially like when I think of urban planning, a lot of times I always like I lived in Hoboken and most of it was like around like fighting for my more bike lanes. And so I'm excited to see like other urban planners have like a lot cooler things that they're doing. Not that bike lanes aren't cool, but they're very cool. <laughs> yeah, I, but I like the idea of you know toll roads going from U.S. to Mexico. So that's awesome. Uh, just changing topics a little bit. I mean, you're obviously a high-profile woman in the space of supply chain. How do you feel about the representation of women in supply chain today? 
And what more could be done to make that field more exciting and approachable for for women? That's a great question. I I can start by saying that I've been really lucky. Uh, It's something that's been on my mind since I entered the space. It's obviously very visible when you're the only woman or one of two in the room and in different leadership roles. And I mean, going back to my start at Target and supply chain in that space uh, more properly, I had really awesome leaders, uh, mentors and leaders who were very vocal about that. They were men who basically said there aren't very women, many women in, in the space that you want to get into, specifically transportation, since that was my focus. So they they directed it and they said, look, you're going to re- reach out, you're going to reach challenges in, in terms of how folks will approach you. Uh, you have to have thick skin. Uh, you know, here here's where we see you shining. Here's where we see you, you know, really needing to focus and, and grow and develop into. And, and they were honest. I think about that pretty regularly and in, in that they didn't shy away from saying it's going to be tough. It wasn't, you know, this glossy, entrance. Uh, and they also trusted me to be in these roles that that were not pri- primarily held by women, specifically that transportation role that I, that I spoke about. So a lot of it uh, was a combination of you know finding the right leaders and mentors who aren't just going to put on those rose-colored glasses and, and not be direct about the challenges you're going to encounter and ensure that they share their perspective. They're also honest with you around where you need to grow and, and where you need to lean, lean in harder. Uh, and separately, make sure that you're constantly working to to evolve and, and that you're ready to sort of make that impact and, and not let up. And I think that mentors can be at, at different levels. And so for me, it's, it's evolved from, you know, not just corporate managers at the target level, but also a team of individuals I've had the chance to lead and, and ensuring that we're constantly pushing each other in different ways and that I'm taking an interest in folks who have expressed, uh, you know, their desire to, to follow similar paths and, and being genuine about what that takes to get into. Oh, that's great. And we appreciate the perspective on it. And I think it's something that, you know, we continue to see more and more women coming into the field just on the Anvil side. You know, half of our team is now made up on women on this op side, which is great. Now we're going to go into the article that came up, Stacy, and that recently from Supply Chain Dive. They're talking about how suppliers and brands are actually becoming more deeply involved with each other because of the pandemic and all the disruptions that are going on, mm-hmm. specifically whether it be raw materials or whatnot. So, Stacy, you've worked in both the, the CPG space and now more on the tech space. What similarities are there in in the supply chains? I would I would say top of mind, it really is the focus on quality and transparency. So that something that uh, you see it in tech or physical CPG. And it's, I think it's even more heightened in the tech space since there's a lack of general knowledge around what supply chain is. I'm working for the first time in my career with, with peers who have never really thought twice about supply chain. Uh, and so really having to over-educate and share you know, what it actually means to have an A-class top-notch supply chain program and the emphasis on quality comes down to the question I'm getting asked and haven't thought through in, in years since it's been on autopilot. Uh, but it's it's a really interesting way to pivot and ensure that you're not only uh, conveying what your intentions are, but you're actually digging deeper to fully understand and ensure that the high level of quality. Some of the bigger brands are taking this to another level. And I'd say like that's where they're actually winning. Like so, for example... If you are seeing brands that are, you know, 50 to 100 million and above, 
those are the ones that are going to their strategic suppliers and saying, okay, I, I will, I will double down in some instances. I will order more material. I will, you know, give you volume guarantees for certain machinery. I will ensure that you have orders maybe six months out as opposed to three months out to, in order to ensure that I'm getting the best aspect of my business. And what you're seeing is on the smaller brands that don't have these strategic relationships because they don't have the volume drivers, they are struggling because the suppliers aren't necessarily giving them the time and day to be strategic. They're the ones that are struggling to find somebody who's meaningful to where they can actually get an edge somewhere. Do you see a, Do you see your son being in supply chain in 20 plus years from now? You know, my husband and I joke about it. We think he's going to be very different from us and probably very creative and who knows maybe a musician or artist so <laughs> but he's, he's staring at you both so let's see let's see what he's thinking well stacy we can't thank you enough for uh being our first guest on the show we hope this wasn't too painful for you um but lovely guys thank you just a quick little plug how can people learn more about twin health yes twin health is a very cool company we're looking to really reverse and treat chronic metabolic illnesses with the use of technology and and we're, our shtick is that we're the first whole body digital twin to do so. Well, that concept of digital twins just keeps coming back. Stacy, if you were to walk into a room and you had a twin and someone thought they had seen you before, but they had seen your twin, would you tell them that you were a twin or would you just let it go? I think that I'd probably just let it go and, and really see how they treat me. Uh, yeah, agnostic of, of knowing who I am. Exactly. I, I, I know you've done that before, Dan. 100%. <laughs> And just like that, well, we have to go as well. And if anybody has any questions, comments, we'll see you guys soon on another episode of Safety Stop. And if you want to reach out to us, you can at hello at anvil.com. That is A-N-V-Y-L.com.